Hello everyone and welcome to the Context Needed Podcast. My name's Kyle and we are joined with Shooty McShooty, printer in the background. It's, not Ryan. It's printing reality. Yeah, but not yeah, not Ryan. <laughs> it's, it's it's Ollie. <laughs> it's Ollie. Everyone, okay? Me. <laughs> um, I'm creating matter. <laughs> and as you can see, the trash man has had to return to his place of rest, which is a trash can in London. Um, <laughs> um, it's saying his name is Ollie. It's not. It is Ryan, it's the not. trash man, but he is not with us today. Uh, and because of that, our layouts are a bit scuffed uh, because of the way we run these. So that person to my right, who's your left if you're watching this, is not Ryan. It's Ollie, I swear. Yeah. We just couldn't be bothered to fix it. So you It was a pain it. in the ass to fix. <laughs> Pretty much. But anyway, how you been? You been good? Not too bad. I've been uh, mostly just chilling at home, really, playing a lot of Elite Dangerous. Ah, yes. That game I'm not playing for the rest of the night because I'll yeet my fucking <laughs> yeah. controller out the window. <laughs> yeah. Literally, literally I'll, I'll, I'll explain. Just just before yeah, we'll, we started... We'll just before we started fucking doing this podcast, I went to a random Crash Anaconda that people say you can get some good materials for for engineering. The first piece of engineering material I found decided to yeet itself at the floor and destroy itself. So that was fun. Nice. And then I tried to drive around to pick up some gold that was lying around in a canister, and my wheel of my vehicle is now stuck in the ground. So when I log in, I am stuck in the ground in Elite Dangerous on a random planet. (laughs) Great. (laughs) So it's going to be tomorrow now because I'm just I'm at the point of I'm not fucking touching this game tonight again tomorrow I'm probably gonna have to ask Ryan or Ollie uh guys can you just give me a nudge in the ship or something I don't know (laughs) we'll figure it out we'll we'll find a way to free you (laughs) yeah so we um we wanted to actually talk about something different today we want to talk about guns I know we talked about guns previously but obviously there is one person here actually has a license to own I them. am guns. I <laughs> am a has guns. You you are Ollie Guns Gunsman, is that correct? Ollie Guns McCoy, yeah. <laughs> so they call me. <laughs> <laughs> license to gun. <laughs> like, license to gun. Uh, it's what Becky just put in the chat. I know we don't usually license bring up the chat, gun. but she just license to gun. Ah, yes, yes, license to gun. It's kind of like Voltron. You don't actually own a gun, you just transform into a gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I have a license to gun. You know, the verb of gun. Well, we wanted to... um. Because I'm interested anyway, because I've never actually properly looked into it myself. So I thought it'd be cool to actually walk through the process in the UK, especially for any like American listeners out there or um, European yeah, listeners yeah. where the laws are completely different. Obviously, we have, let's face it, very stringent. Uh, and I think for a lot of people that are into guns, very overbearing gun laws in this country. Yes and no. It, yeah, it's it's a... You could talk about it for days. There's some things, I think, about our firearms laws that are really good and some things that are just retarded, basically, and you can't win with trying to change it either because if you try and change anything, people just think you you want to have mass shootings or something like that. So Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, I do like because it's so stringent. Obviously, gun crime um, is nowhere near as bad as in more readily available areas for guns. Yeah. But there are things that obviously, I mean, you've shared them before on Facebook as well, where it's like, oh, they're trying to make this particular thing about firearms illegal, and it's like, well, why? Nothing's nothing yeah. illegal has happened with that form of firearm. So why are you doing this? <laughs> Basically, yeah, there's just been quite a few cases where they've just gone, yeah, we just don't like this gun, so we're just going to ban it. Like, no one's committed any crime with it. There's no reason why it's more dangerous than anything else. There's literally no basis to ban it. We're just going to ban it. Yeah. And it's like, and if you say no, oh, well, you're not complying, so say goodbye to your license. It's, you know, we're, we're kind of held, they, they're, they've kind of, they almost hold you to ransom. It's like, well, if you disagree with this, we'll just take your license. It's like, well, that's not really fair. Yeah, was so wasn't you saying as well like they were taking these guns from people which could be upwards of like two grand and like giving them pennies oh, yeah. basically. They um so, yeah, some of these guns they they set a set price for compensation. Yeah. So like um depending on what attachments were on it, um you know, it, depending on the attachment, they would give you X amount for a scope or a grip or whatever. Like, for example, they were offering £150 compensation for a scope. It's like, oh wow, that, can, that could buy a low-end air rifle scope. Great, thanks. That, that doesn't even cover, like, what, a fifth of some very nice... Like, my, not even, uh, like, top-of-the-line oh scopes. Like, just a nice not one. Even, I mean, that that's not even... A fraction of what I paid for the scope on my 308. That's, but then I suppose you could argue you don't have to hand in the scope because the scope's not a controlled item. So you could just keep your scope and yeah, sell just it. Take on. it off. So, and people did exploit that by buying really cheap, shitty scopes and chucking them on the guns to get extra money. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I mean, if the government's going to fuck them over, they might as well. I mean, at the end of the day, you play you're, the system, you're, yeah. Yeah. Don't hate the player, hate the game. At the end of the day, that's the that's kind of rule. Yeah. <laughs> so, so people, um, people basically played that to their advantage. But the, the the whole idea with the ban was just stupid, really. And it's yeah. uh, I now, feel um, really sorry for the people that had to give their guns away for it. Yeah. Now I know we don't like so we don't usually um, deal with like um, audience interaction, but I know you can't read the chat. Um, no, but if anyone actually, wants to ask questions, you we can do, go ahead to be and fair, it to me. This is probably a good one for questions, and to be fair, uh, no, um, Thomas has actually put up a question that I was interested in, because I think, I think I've asked you before, but I can't remember the answer. It was like, obviously, sure. you have to own a gun safe, don't you? So I do, yeah. Yeah, so what? how big are these like gun safes you have to have, though, now? Like, is there um, a specific, like, I'm guessing there's specific security they need to have on them or anything like that? Yes and no. I mean, it, it's down to the firearms officer's discretion of what they deem to be a suitable safe. Is the firearms um, officer, like, something set for your, like, location, or are they regional? Yes. Or... I'll, I'll refer to a firearms officer from here on as an FEO, because that's what they call them. They call them FEOs. Okay. Um... I think it's like firearms enforcement officer or something like that. And FEOs are actually civilians. They're not actually, um, they're not like constables or full-time police officers. Like they are specifically civilian, like liaison officers, basically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you've got to have a, a safe. Um, it, it can be as big or small as you want because it depends on what you want. I've got a six gun safe. Um, and, but let's say you want just one gun for whatever reason, you could just, 
have a one gun safe and it would only be you know this wide and probably i don't know three or four foot tall maybe like you don't yeah. need a huge safe um it has to be hidden away like it can't just be in plain sight in your house oh so it um, can't be like you see in america you you've got like a gun room with just a gun safe kind of thing you can no you can do that um you are allowed a gun room in the uk and in order to have a gun room um I think there's either got to be no windows, or if you do have windows, they've got to be like barred and security rigged, and you've got yeah. to have a very heavy duty door on the room as well. But you can have gun rooms. That's how gun yeah. shops work, for example. Like at the range, we have a gun shop, um, and there's all guns on the wall where we're not going to put the guns up and down every morning. So the the entire shop is actually one big gun room. So the and it door just has to be like secure. a very secure building, basically. It's a, exactly, yeah. So that that's how that works. But um, in terms of the safe, um, the safe's got to be secured. So it's either got to be bolted to the wall or bolted to the floor or something like that. So mine is actually, I had to drill like 200 mil into the wall and I basically like chemically bonded some threaded bar into the wall and then the safe goes and bolts onto that on the inside. Um, you've also got to store your ammunition separate to your guns. So yeah. I have an I knew, I knew that ammunition one, yeah. safe. But what you can do, for, and this is more doable again if you only wanted one or two guns, the safes do have an independent locking compartment inside sometimes where you can store your ammunition. So like, yeah. if you want to, let's say you only had like a, a 2-2 and a something else, and you, you weren't interested in carrying loads and loads of ammo, well, you could just get a two-gun safe with an integral ammo compartment, as long as that's locking it, it and in independent. Kind of and yeah, you could do that, but obviously, if you want more than a few guns and you want a decent amount of ammo, you're going to want an ammo safe. Yeah. Because there isn't, there isn't limitations, isn't, there's not limitations on how much ammo you can buy or things like that. Because I remember hearing from someone that you had to basically be marked down how much ammo you're buying kind of thing. You do, yes. Um, I can actually show you. Um, oh, funny enough, I've actually got my license here. I'll have to uh, strategically cover this up so you don't see any of my identifying. If there's yeah. any identifying on there, I wouldn't want you to show it. So I'm, I'm what I would do is I just ammo. Yeah, I just like move it back it. so it's not really readable kind of thing. I wouldn't want you to give away so anything that you're not meant page, to. If I cover my certificate number there, you can't see uh, anything else particularly important. But this page, you can see these things written on are actually... This is every time I bought a gun. Sorry, where's my ammunition? <laughs> Whoa, that's page. a long list. Let me just uh, move that away. <laughs> that's, uh, no, it's, I'm, I'm just trying to find the ammunition one. It's on one yeah. of these pages. <laughs> okay, there's the ammunition one. So it's very, very small writing because you want to be able to fit a lot on there. That's one, two, three, four. That's eight rows condensed just there. Yeah. So all it's got down is how many rounds have I bought? What caliber is it? Um, where did I buy it from? So it's just the ID of the firearms dealer and yeah. my certification. Um, and that's it basically. But there is a limit to how much ammunition I can own, um, okay. and that's entirely down to the discretion of the firearms officer and the like firearms licensing units so, uh, so you've the, got to justify I'm guessing, I'm guessing the feo at some point could just go you you holding too much can you like bring the numbers down is that something yeah able to and do? likewise you can contact your feo and say i want to be able to carry a bit more you know can we adjust my license so i can carry a bit more like, for example i'm only okay here, i've actually finally i've got some prints right in front of me so this is a dummy two two round little baby thing so 
you would think that, um, you know, you'd probably be allowed more little rounds than the big scary ones, right? Yeah. So I am only allowed 500 of these, but I'm allowed 600 of these. <laughs> there's there's no logic to it. And the only thing is with 2-2, this stuff's cheap. You can buy a box of 500 for about 40, 35 to 40 quid. It's cheap. Oh, that's cheap. dirt cheap. Whereas... Whereas this is uh, a dummy 303 round, that you're looking at almost a pound per round for one of these. What's the, is the 303 um, for the Leanfield? Yes, yeah. So these are actually dummies that I've had printed elsewhere. These these little black ones, I don't know how well the camera's going to pick this up, but these are uh, FDM printed. So these are layers. They're actually like, it's kind of scratchy. Whereas this is uh, printed using something called uh, SLS or Selective uh, Laser Sintering, yeah. which is like a stupidly strong and outrageously accurate form of uh 3d printing but these are really nice yeah um, so i have I'm, i'll hopefully be selling these at some point but going back to the ammo um i'm permitted for 500 two two and for some reason 600 of almost big center fire calibers but um for example i can only buy a box of 500 so in order at the moment I have to shoot every single round of two two that I own off before I can buy a box again. Oh, so you can't even you can't even order another box until they've all gone. Well, I'm allowed five hundred. So let's say I bought five hundred, and I've shot two fifty. I could buy a little box of fifty or up to my limit. But you want to buy two two in boxes of five hundred just because it's the most like cost effective. It's way the most to do efficient way buying... to do it. Yeah. If you buy it in the little 50 boxes individually, it adds up and it costs you more than you really want. And ideally, you want to actually buy 2-2 by the 1,000, and you usually put down a 1,000 on your first application. Yeah. Um, and that's what I asked for, and they knocked me down, but I'm going to put in a variation on my license soon and ask for at least a 1,000, because I just want to be able to buy it in bulk. Yeah, and it just makes it so enough, much cheaper. I can, I can literally just say, well, I want to be able to buy it in bulk so I can buy it cheaper, and that's that's that, that should be a valid reason, so yeah. yeah. With the um with the safe because there's a few other things. So obviously you've chemically bonded it. Yes. If you move, will will you keep the safe with you with your parents' house, or I would you have to look at moving that? I I can keep it here. I think the keys can't be here. The keys have to stay with me, and only I am allowed to know where my keys are. No one in this house knows where my keys are. I mean, luckily my safe is a keypad one as well, so I can literally just um. You know, it's just keypad, um, but nobody in this house knows where like the keys to my safe are. They're legally not allowed to. So yeah. Danny doesn't know where my keys are. My parents don't know where the keys are. Only I know where the keys are. Yeah. So it's not like you can't just go, "Oh, Dad, just the keys are there. Just get me this gun out and bring it out to me." You yeah. have to go in and couldn't. grab it yourself. Yeah, by law I couldn't. But yeah, if I wanted to bring the guns with me, let's say uh, my parents were going to move out of the house and I'm moving out, so the guns are going to go somewhere. What I could do is take the guns to a firearms dealer and they can store the guns for me. So, like, the so range you go to, basically, you could go store them I, there I could until... Just, yeah, I could just take them all to the range and just store them there until I've got some something in place elsewhere and then I can just put them there, basically. Yeah. No, for, but, how, uh, yeah. There's a few more questions, actually, by Thomas here. So, like, yeah, how, no, how much did this, the gun safe actually cost, if you're all right saying... Like, how much did the gun uh, safe, not getting it all fit in, and then the, the, the ammo safe I, as I well? fitted it myself. Like, I, I, I'm happy to say I'm just going to dig up um, 
the invoice and when I bought it. I keep hitting this PC that I've put down here to start mining and I keep knocking it into the desk because I'm not used to having something there. (laughs) So my six-gun rifle cabinet was 215 and my large ammo safe was £62. That I fitted them both myself. I mean, I think that's such a skewed number from what I'm used to hearing. I think mainly because I'm used to watching, like, Americans on YouTube with massive gun safes. Oh, yeah, this is a oh, yeah, like, five grand gun safe. No one can enter could... this. It's nuclear resistant yeah. kind of scenario. <laughs> well, like, all joking aside, the gun safes aren't that strong. Like, it realistically you had an angle grinder you could get into a lot of uk spec gun safes in about five to ten minutes but they're not there they're a deterrent and to slow a thief down well it's yeah it's it's the way it's the way security works and i've said this to so many people like security isn't about making your stuff impervious it's about making your stuff look too much of an effort compared to the stuff next to it yeah basically so I mean, it could be more secure, and some of the ones the Americans have are certainly that way. And I think in future, I would like to get a better one. Yeah. Um, but it's only a little. It's a six gun, and realistically, I don't think you could even get six guns in it. Or well, you could, but not comfortably. You could probably get yeah. like six shotguns in it. Yeah. But like with my Seiko, with a massive scope on it and stuff, that's easily taken up three guns worth of space. Yeah. Nah, fair enough. Um. So it was um. So yeah. Yeah, so Thomas was also asking, what do you... I'm guessing that's what do you use the small ammo for, so like the 2-2. I, 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 I'm guessing that's what he um, says. As per my license, I mean, t- technically you can use it for a lot of things. Um, that small 2-2 ammo, um, it's quite common as uh, in, a, in a discipline called gallery shooting, uh, or like miniature rifle, and that's actually quite an old um, discipline of shooting in the UK where it used to be in pubs, believe it or not. You used to be able to go shoot these rounds in pubs. What, why is this not allowed anymore? Government, yeah, why? <laughs> but there is still an exemption. Legally speaking, in the UK right now, you do not need a firearms license to buy one of these. I mean, this is a, obviously a dummy. This is a solid piece of plastic. So I could go buy a real 2-2 round and there'd be no kind of... You would have trouble because a lot of firearms dealers don't like doing it. Cause oh it's no, understandable because it's a bit of a, it's probably a faux but, pas, but it's like I couldn't be like arrested speaking, for it, kind of thing. No, legally speaking, you are well within your rights to do to buy, you know, this rifle, this ammunition, and a rifle for it under the gallery rifle exemption. But that's probably going to get shut down soon because there's already been a few dodgy happenings using that, so yeah. they're clamping down on it. It wouldn't, um, it wouldn't surprise uh, me if that gets shut down very quick because, like you said, there's, when there's exemptions like that, let's face it, they usually like to try and shut those kinds of things down. Absolutely, yeah. But uh, no, the, so the two twos, uh, it's often referred to as a gallery rifle round. Um, I use it for target shooting, but it's actually quite a good pest control round as well. So um, if you were shooting, say, rabbits, magpies, birds, pigeons um squirrels would it, would it be okay for foxes for as well because i know you get a lot of foxes that way a, is that a little bit underpowered little? for fox a yeah. little too small for fox yeah probably a bit too underpowered um yeah. i do have a round some a dummy of a round that would be suitable for fox somewhere yeah. here but it's, i can't remember my box so i think that's um especially when we when you're talking to like guns and stuff or hunting always comes into the questions with this kind yeah, of stuff. Hunting I remember, is, yeah i remember obviously we we played a bit of um what was it called the wild that hunter 
And yeah. I really like the way that game showed actually how hunting is done. Like a load of people seem to think it's just oh, big oh. fuck off gun, blow the brains out kind of thing. But it's not. A lot of it is really just. No, there's I a, need to use a very specific round to get a very specific shot to make sure it's I done. Mean, pinpoint it precision depends, kind of thing. It depends what you're shooting and what you're shooting it with. Yeah. It, it, there's a lot of nuance to it. Like for example, if you're using an air rifle to shoot a rabbit you need to be able to hit within like a 20 pence piece of where you're yeah. aiming and it's a very specific spot like for example with pest control legally speaking there is no there's no such thing as overkill when it comes to pest control like whilst it would be stupid i could you, you pull out your 308 on a fucking rabbit yeah <laughs> i could legally speaking if i was cleared for pest control on that land and i was allowed to hunt with my 308 because my 308 the condition on my license is only target shooting yeah. Um, but if if I had it for hunting, I could legally shoot a rabbit with a three hundred eight. There would be nothing left of the no, rabbit. Yeah, it'd be like it would be it'd be red mist. <laughs> it, it it would be like shooting a person with artillery. Literally, it would just <laughs> it would just be a a cloud. But legally speaking, you can. But again, it doesn't really matter where you aim if you're using a round as big as that. You just aim in the There's middle, and you're so much kill energy it. in it. <laughs> Whereas with a two-two, you kind of want to aim for like the head. Whereas you could probably use something like a what you call a one-seven HMR, which is just a smaller round but really fast. So yeah. you could actually aim less with that because it's the energy it that goes going... into it, isn't it? Exactly. It's so fast. You're looking at you know two and a half thousand feet per second, in, but something so small. Um, when you hit the animal, you'll get something called hydrostatic shock, which will basically just destroy their nervous system basically and it will just outright kill them yeah but that's that's Even the whole thing i know there's not... there's there's loads of people out there that obviously hate the idea of like hunting and at the end of the day like pest control is a good reason in my my mind for that kind of stuff it because is yeah especially i know where you live they get is it myxomatosis they've got that uh yeah i mean there's so many reasons to hunt around here i mean yeah the, the rabbits get myxomatosis they also just dig up the land uh, which can be dangerous for livestock um squirrels just absolutely destroy woodland like they just eat the bark off the trees and they can just kill so many trees yeah and also I think when, um... it, when, it, when it comes to hunting especially i think the main thing is as long as like like you were saying earlier and like i think i've joined you with tom to do target practice and to then look at going uh rabbit yeah. hunting as long as you are making sure that you aren't putting any undue stress or like pain on those animals and you are just that's it yeah. it's it's that's the that's, that's the how aim. it should be you should yeah you should always if, if you're gonna shoot an animal a you should be a one hundred percent confident that you can make that shot and if there's any doubt you do not you take don't that shoot. shot and you, it needs to be as ethical and as painless for the animal as possible. Because at the end of the day, you'd, it's not nice. Like I, I fully understand that it's a bit of an unpleasant thing, but it's also a, a necessity. Like You've got to do it around here. Yeah, especially when you're in, in the sticks, like where you are kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like, I think it's like um, there's um, there's obviously like trophy hunting and shit like that. And it's That's the kind of shit which always kind of like... There's, that's but there's, quite divisive. The thing is, though, I also but, I've I've read into and looked into that where they use trophy hunting now to actually fund um, areas to help animals and extinct animals, and they yeah, also absolutely. help the environment because they just go, okay, you're an asshole that wants to shoot a lion, 
okay, well, you can pay us 50 grand and there's a male that can't reproduce anymore that's just an asshole to all the other, other lines. You can go shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> I, th I think a lot of people get hung up on hunting because they like the animal that is being shot. So it's A lot of the time, it's simply, I don't like that you're shooting that animal because I think that animal's cute. Yeah. They wouldn't care if you shot some weird, ugly thing. But it's like, well, their life's no more valuable than another animal. But the fact of the matter is, is that, well, they're pests. They need managing to, and sometimes to protect other species. Like grey squirrels in the UK are an invasive species. Oh, yeah. Don't they fuck over all the red, red squirrels? Yeah. And as a result, it, like we need to keep their numbers down to try and help the red squirrels because we're trying to reintroduce them and they are in the wild again. And it's also things like, um, you know, magpies and jackdaws and stuff like that. They attack a lot of birds' nests. So not only do, are they quite harmful to a lot of the, the rare songbirds, but they'll also, like, they'll go into the nests of things like red kites, which are on the IUCN red list, and are really actually in need of protection. So it's like, again, yeah. it's, it's kind of... Un I, I, I absolutely adore jackdaws and magpies. They're, they're lovely birds. They're insanely intelligent. Oh, the, they're ridiculously they smart, yeah. Because I remember, I, yeah, think it, it was, it, uh, I think you was telling me, actually, when... Um, Years ago now, when I was asking that, oh well, how would you actually, how would you actually try and hunt uh, magpies? And you were saying, well, the only way you can deal with it is get up like four in the morning, lay outside for hours with and all your wait. windows and doors shut and wait. Because if your windows yeah. and doors are open, they won't land anywhere near your house because they know they might get shot. <laughs> Basically, yeah, like it's literally if you if if, if I I get a lot of jackdaws in the garden, and if I just walk past a window they'll instantly just fly away. All the songbirds and pigeons or anything else, they won't be bothered. But a jackdaw or a magpie, they are fucking gone as soon as they see you. Yeah. Well, um, Becky's actually got a question, because I think I spoke to you about this previously. Um, she's yeah. asking, can you transport all your guns together? Because I yes. was also saying, I remember, did you have to have them in a bag to transport them as well? Yes, I can transport them all together like there's nothing saying i couldn't get every single gun in my safe and go take them all to the range in one trip and i just slap my mic <laughs> <laughs> um, just telling that mic what for <laughs> i would there's no law saying that they have to be in a bag obviously you shouldn't be going around carrying a gun in the open but around here no one would really see me so if i wanted to go to the range and let's say i haven't got enough gun bags but i really want to take a third gun I would be fine in chucking my third gun in the boot and maybe just covering it over with some stuff. As long as it's not on show, that's the important thing. Yeah. But, like, I know people who, like, have takedown shotguns that they'll just take in, like, a duffel bag. Like, you don't have to take it in a bag by law, but you should. It's it's one you of those things... Yeah, it's one of those things where it's, like, you don't legally have to have it in a bag that's sealed and you have a key to, but it's, like... You don't. Oh, you shouldn't no, have no, it on they, show, kind of thing, because you you can't well, leave them unattended, though. So yeah. if I go to the range and I need to get petrol, I'll always go to a pay at pump petrol station. So I'm with the car. I, I wouldn't want to go into you, a petrol station while I'm leaving guns yeah, and so in the car. If you, you couldn't nip into the shops on the way home, you'd literally have to be with them no. at all times, which is which is yeah. understandable with it being a licensed thing. Like I I wouldn't I shouldn't yeah. be allowed to get. A, to your guns without you being there basically someone could easily have followed me from the range and just be waiting for me to pull over you yeah. know so it's like you you can't leave the car alone that's just how it is yeah with, with actually regards to that because obviously you you're um i mean 
the new job. Am I all right to say about it here? Because I know you've not said yeah, anything no, about it. No, so obviously fine. you're you're looking to go work at the range. Um, yeah, I'll I'll be starting in about a week or so. That's cool. Because I know obviously you said it's basically like a gun room. It's a secure building. Do they actually mm. get people trying to break in there for firearms? Like, is and it a common thing? Is it? I, I'm sure it's happened. I don't know of it happening. I've, it's never come up, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if someone has tried. But, I mean, I know what the security arrangements of that place are like, and they're very, very good. So, yeah. and if, I, I'm not going to ask tried, you about them because it's no, that's a stupid even, thing to say. <laughs> even if you try, you would have a hard time. Like, because yeah. I know there's alarms and the actual rooms themselves are extremely secure, so you probably wouldn't be able to get in there before the alarms have the police there. Oh, uh, yeah. I was about to say, I'm guessing that these, there's always one thing that is good to know is, I'm guessing all the alarms are hooked up directly to the police anyway. Yeah. Yeah, because it wouldn't yeah, surprise absolutely. me if that's actually kind of a thing they have to have by law, um, with it being yeah. a, a gun site, it would have to be a direct Most likely, communication. Yeah. yeah. Because let's I mean, face the it, if, if there the was range... a shot, break, if there was a shot breaking at Primark, no one really gives a shit. But if there's a shot breaking yeah. at a gun store, the cops would want to know. <laughs> well, not only that, the owner of the range literally lives next to the range house, so like they at any point they're no more than about thirty meters from the shop. Oh, so, that's all right then. So like you, they would get a phone saying, "Oh, your alarm's going off." It's like, well, I'm I'm already here, so I, you know, like it. it it wouldn't go well for anyone that tried to break in just because it's it would just be so very difficult, basically. Yeah, I'm guessing it wouldn't surprise me for a lot of people that own things like gun shops or rangers like that. It wouldn't surprise me if they live on-premise or next-to-premise anyway because it just seems like a more... It makes say, sense, yeah. Yeah, it just makes sense, like especially if... Because it wouldn't even just be down to, like, oh, a lot of my money's been stolen because of the guns, of the monetary value of the guns, but it also be, well, I've probably now got to explain this to yeah, so many different people and if, potentially if, lose any licenses I've got. Well, that's it. If one of my guns got stolen, I mean, it's one thing if, you know, I, I was, let's say I was coming home from the range and I was involved in a nasty accident and I was injured and someone realised there was guns in the back of the car and took advantage of that, I probably wouldn't be held responsible for that. That would be exceptional circumstances but yeah. if i was to come back from the range and just pop into the corner shop to get a, a coke on for on my way home and then someone broke into my car whilst i was in the shop i would be on the line for that because yeah. that would be negligence on my part yeah because like you said you're not allowed to be be without them kind of thing no. how how would it work actually with that say like you said some you do pay at pump um yeah say you had to do pay at pump Say that you was doing that and someone like just knocked you out, just completely knocked you out, and then that would be very broken. unfortunate. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, because obviously they'd knocked you out. They take the the guns you've got with you and then fucking bolted, and you had obviously you've been knocked out. You didn't see them. You didn't see anything. How would that? Do you have any idea how that might work? Because obviously that's um, kind of exceptional circumstances as well in my mind. Because you was yeah, with the guns. Yeah, I wouldn't have been leaving them unattended, and they could. It, you could argue, well, they could have done the exact same thing when I got home and went to take the guns into the house. Yeah. So it's like, at some point, I've got to take the the guns out of the car and get them back in the house. So, like, I don't think that you would get in trouble in that event either. I think that would be, again, exceptional circumstances. Yeah, because I know... I'd, I've, I'd love the idea of 
getting a license. I just think, especially where I live, it'd be very, very difficult to go because I'm, I'm smack it's... in the city centre kind of thing. I mean, obviously, from nothing that I've said on the podcast, no one could know where I live anyway, so that's why I'm happy to say I've got them. But, like, I would not advertise that I have guns, especially to anyone who could figure out where I live. Like, it's something that you very much want to keep to yourself for the most yeah. part. Um, just for security reasons, like, you know, I, I don't post anything about where I live on social media. I don't post pictures of my guns in or around the house. Like... If I post a picture of my gun, it will either be in the house where you can't really tell where it is, or at the range, or in a very ambiguous way. Basically, I would yeah, never. But in a way where, like, you've got no landmarks, no markings, kind no. of thing to show it. Yeah, I think as well. Yeah, just exactly. saying like how you wouldn't talk about it like out in public. I think it's also kind of. Let's face it. There is a lot of stigma with oh, yeah. firearms like I can I can only imagine People... you like someone asking you if you own a gun. You say yes, and then everyone just be like why and like yeah stop no that, giving you that 21 questions you you get a lot of unusual and kind of annoying questions if you people know you have guns and okay I've well quick fire top, top three most annoying ones you have to deal with um well what's stopping you from going and killing someone that's one um <laughs> number two um, they'll ask what gun you've got and you'll say uh, oh yeah i've got a uh, blah 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 and they'll say sorry, sorry, sorry. um I've got a such and such. Can you kill someone with that? It's like, <laughs> what, what do you think? It's a fucking gun. Like, <laughs> uh, and what's number three? Probably just. Well, why do you need it? That's the other one. Like, yeah, well, I don't. I want it. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm ex- exercising my right to have it. <laughs> yeah, it's like I. It's a hobby. You could literally use the argument on anything that somebody enjoys. Yeah. Why do you need to play video games? Because I fucking want to. Because I like them. You know, it's like, yeah, I've heard to be, a lot To be of fair, I mean, obviously, it's like, it's very, very different, like, with, but I've, I had that exact same question in a similar manner when I signed up yeah. to do, like, charity fights. It's like, why yeah. do you want to do that? Why do you want to do like, that? Because I like it. Because <laughs> I've always wanted to do a fight. And I've always wanted yeah. to train, and I'm also doing it for charity. Why would I not? It, <laughs> c- comparing, you know, competitive and charity fighting, and you know, fighting as a sport to violence, it it's like comparing a legal shooter to an armed robber, in the same way that comparing fighting as a sport to just like a someone fight. just assaulting somebody. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like. It's like it's the exact same level of just well, I'm just drawing a totally different conclusion and trying to say that they're the same thing. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's it's fucking stupid at times. I mean, with with the the whole fighting thing is, especially with the way it like you say it's a competitive sport. It is a sport, and the issue I find with it sometimes is the way some of the top level athletes in that talk to each other and treat each other and talk to the press. It sometimes comes across as just this group of violent mm. beasts talking shit and then fighting each other when it's really that's that's not what it is. No, not it's, at all. And I think that's probably what some people see the gun side of. It's like, oh, you've got a gun. Well, you're obviously just yeah. a violent person who wants to shoot things well, and it's like well no exactly yeah <laughs> well my, my default go-to thing is well what's stopping you from killing someone it's like well when you're driving your car through a residential area and you see a family at the side of the road well what's stopping you from just steering and running them down yeah 
it's literally exactly the same question. It's like, well, because you don't want to kill anyone. Like, that's, well, that's exactly that's what's exactly, stopping yeah. me from doing it. <laughs> yeah, I you think, know, I it's think like... As well, it's just the like you're saying there, it's like, well, I have a gun, but you drive a car. And a car is inherently more dangerous than a firearm. Cars kill far more people a year than uh, firearms do. I tell you that much. Well, but for for me to kill a family of four with a rifle, I will have to aim and shoot four times. For you yeah. to kill a family of four in your Range Rover, you don't even have to aim; just point in the general direction. You just, you just steer and drive, buddy. Steer and drive. You might even yeah, feel a it's... bump. Yeah. Differentials working beautifully, <laughs> but no, it's it's literally it's it's the same question, and I've had that one, and it, it annoys me when people ask the whole, "Oh, could you kill someone with this?" It's just like, well, immediately that's the wrong place to go. Yeah, like of course you can. You know the answer to that question. Why are you that, asking? I think me the it? most like, stupid thing about that question is, you can kill someone with fucking anything. Yeah, like all aside here is my just my general knife and it's like if so if i just show this oh here you go, carl i bought myself just a nice little camping knife it's quite sharp you wouldn't go could you kill someone with that no what's stopping you from killing someone with that it's like it's just like as soon as guns get involved common sense goes out the window <laughs> um it's, just it's annoying how i was saying you can kill someone with anyone Tom said, can you kill someone with candy floss? It's like, well, yes. If you shove it down their throat and block up their windpipe, then yes, yeah. you probably could. It's got a stick. It's got a stick that could choke you. You could be stabbed with it. You, could, you know? There's a, it's, it's as macabre as it is where there's a will, there's a way. And I mean, I just look around this room now and it's like, well, there's a pen. That could be a stabbing utensil. I've got a yeah, can. Literally, that it's, can be it's turned a into a sharp to, object. I've got a. It's a horrible way to cable. look at the world, but yeah, <laughs> it's it's very true. The, unfortunately, life is dangerous. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Every at the end of the day, everything in this world is is in a way killing us. I mean, for God's sake, yeah. our own skin can give us cancer, dependent on how we live our lives, kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We we are we are complete fallible, fickle beings which are finite you can can just go outside wrong and die from skin cancer from the sun like sorry no you you went out but you did it the wrong way so now you die oh yes this this omnipotent all being sun which gave us life literally the only reason we're here is because of the goddamn sun. Nah, yeah. it's gonna fucking and now it's kill, gonna you. kill you. <laughs> yeah, now you're dead. <laughs> you, I could just imagine yeah. like the sun having one of those angry middle-aged man face. I brought you into this world. Now I'm fucking taking you out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, go, going back to the guns because Thomas did have another good question actually. Because I know yeah, you've done uh, rabbit hunting. Did you ever do any other hunting of any other kind? Uh, I've only really done small games, so things like rabbits, squirrel, um, and like uh, corvids, like magpies, jackdaw, stuff like that. Um, I've not done anything like deer or fox hunting. I would like to try it. Um, I'd, I'd honestly would love point. love to try something like that. That would be yeah, amazing. I, I, I likely will. When when you say fox hunting, sorry, I need to make this abundantly aware. This isn't that bullshit pompous toffery no, fox hunting no. with the oh, red coats on horses no none of that bullshit. i mean lamping <laughs> yeah i mean lamping foxes yeah with a rifle yeah because i mean that i think that's another thing that people always equate it to as well when you say hunting they always equate it to to that 
and it's like yeah it's not that i I've, fucking hate that as much as the next person yeah i've i've never liked that mainly i think that i've always read stories where it's just like the way they use the dogs to just completely obliterate oh, yeah, the foxes and it's stuff it's completely like completely unnecessary if if it's... i'm gonna if i'm i foxes can be cute as hell they are I also love them. I mean, beautiful animals beaut- beautiful animals they're also one of the most annoying fucking sounding animals i've ever heard and they are pests, <laughs> they and, really they, are. and they cause massive issues with like when you when you have chickens, don't you? So it's like yeah. you gotta fucking be careful of the foxes with the chickens. They can attack dogs as well. Yeah, I think there was a. Um, I think I've read stories about that, especially obviously you see it in the countryside where they'll they get right aggy I mean, with um, dogs, don't in, they? At times, it, granted, it's very uncommon, but even in you know extreme circumstances, they could even attack a child. Yeah, I can see that. But that's, I not think that's common, like very unlikely, but it yeah. could happen. Oh, a hundred percent, because they can yeah. be uh, quite territorial, can't they? At times, dependent on the areas they're in. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, like th- think about how a dog behaves. Well, a fox is still a dog. Granted, they're generally quite timid, and they'll ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time will just run away from you and never be anywhere near you. Yeah, but um, but like a parent, like if there's a cub nearby or something, they can get a bit territorial and defensive. Yeah, well, it's, like, it's the same as like bears in America, isn't it? Like I remember yeah. I was watching um, there was a hunting channel on YouTube, and I can't remember the name of it, but there was um, there was doing this, there was this hunt, and they were trekking to the spot they were going to basically be perched up in one of those hunting huts in the trees, kind of thing. Uh, yeah, and they were just they were just walking around chatting loud and stuff, and the guy who was hosting was like, "You're probably wondering why we're making all this noise and not worrying about being quiet." It's like, well, this yeah. is bear country. And yeah, I you prefer want them to, to know you're there. Yeah, I want the bears to know I'm here, so they'll piss off. Because <laughs> yeah. if you sneak around and then walk into a bear, they'll attack you because you're near them and they're scared of you. <laughs> or if you yeah. sneak around into their home where their cubs are, you're already dead. But if we make a lot of noise, yeah. they'll usually just stay well away from you. Yeah, they're not confrontational animals. Very scary, though. Very big. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, what's the average size of like brown bears and black bears? Though? Do you know what the can... funny thing is, you know, this little baby round, one of the biggest record grizzly bears was killed with a two-two rimfire. How? A little tiny, a little tiny lady with this little tiny gun killed a grizzly bear in the wilds of Canada. I think. Like, let me find the name because how, it's how, an amazing story. How uh, did? How did that bullet even like? Cause they're meaty because they're because it as could fuck. go through the temple. It could oh, go through right. the temple. Uh, her name was Bella Twin. Uh, she took the 1953 world record grizzly bear. Um, let me just get some information on said bear. Uh, so the bear was... Um, I've actually got a picture of the skull, actually, as well. Uh, it was shot with a um, a Kui Ace, which is the most crappy, shitty-looking little gun. that was. It was held together with duct tape as well. Um <laughs> Uh, I'm just trying to find how big the bear was. Um, I'm just trying to find some information on it, or maybe I'm, it's weight or something like that. Honestly, shocked to actually know that a two-two was able to I've, bring down a bear in that manner. It, she shot it directly in the temple. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess yeah. obviously the temple. There's not really much there, is there, to to stop it? So I can it's understand very thin. That, it's a weak spot. Yeah, that's insane, though. 
let's face it. I mean, what is it that people when they have to actually hunt bears? I mean, what are they using now? Like what three three eight kind of thing, or even more? Than oh that? gosh, you'd be you'd want at the very least a three oh eight or a thirty odd six. Yeah, you yeah. want a big big rifle, but that's because you're going to be shooting it in the body, like. Yeah, really you're, aim, you're aiming for like hard what, shot. Yeah, double lung and heart kind of scenario, aren't you really? Yeah, um, but there's a picture of her next to the pelt, and it is fucking huge. But <laughs> it has no. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't have any markers. She, yeah, fair she was this. T- she's this tiny little petite woman. Um, uh, where do they live? I'm just trying to find. I'm just looking up the information now. So, uh, yeah, Canada. I think uh, Alberta. She was 63. Jesus Christ. Um, Don't mess with grandma. <laughs> basically, yeah. I, I, I really wish I could find the information on how big it was, but I'll... I'll um... Imagine having that in Imagine having that in I know, it'd be fucking huge, wouldn't it? Are you able to put a, a like, overlay a picture on the stream? Um, if you send it me on Facebook, what I'll do is I'll just pop it in the, um, I'll pop it in the chat so people can yeah, go, go, on, go to it. Yeah, just it's, send me the um, image on on Facebook. And I'll pop it in the chat. Well, what I'll, I'll post. I'll just post a link to the whole thing. Um, yeah, because it's, it's 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 an interesting read. But you can see the the shitty little gun she used, the ammo she used, and the uh, um. Jesus Christ, the, the that is a big bear. Gun. Yeah, and look at look at the skull. You'll see where she's hit it right. You know, right behind the eye on the left side. And look oh, at wow. the gun. Look at the little ditty gun. <laughs> The, that gun literally is held together by that, duct tape. Yeah, I wasn't joking when I said it was held together with duct tape. It literally was held together with duct tape. A two-two, <laughs> a fucking two-two single shot. Single shot. I can also tell you the, the the quotes in this. I can also tell you that the rifle's condition, which has remained as it was when Bella Twin shot the bear, leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! And she uh, <laughs> she used whiz bang rimfire cartridges. <laughs> apparently, apparently, the bear was nine foot tall. Jesus Christ! That's a big That's fucking a bear. Big fucking bear. Jesus! I mean, we take the piss out of me being big, but that thing is literally towering over me. And and she was under five foot. <laughs> So, tiny lady with a tiny gun took the world record bear. I think big ones have been shot since, but it was the record at the time. Yeah, I think the best bit about that is that really is that fucking meme where it's like, who would win one big bear or one little lady? (laughs) That's that's honestly insane. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's full props, <laughs> full props to yeah. Bella Twin for being able to do that. That's actually like yeah, man. ridiculously That's a good. good. Um, yeah, got another question here. Uh, what's your favourite round? I know you've shot quite a few rounds because obviously you do get to shoot that I've shot files. I guess that that I've shot. Um, I I do. I'm a sucker for 303 out of the Lee Enfield. I do really enjoy the 303. Um, I've actually got some. 303 ammunition from World War II. Um, that's also, like surplus old. stuff. Uh, yeah, it's actually got a date on the box that says 1945 on it. Um, and I've got some slightly later stuff that's 1955. Is the older stuff? The does the older stuff tend to be hotter or? Um, no, but it doesn't use smokeless powder like modern ammunition. It uses something called cordite. Okay. Um, and a merc and it has a mercury-based primer as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it can be a. 
it can be a little bit corrosive to your gun's barrel if you don't clean it out properly afterwards. I'm um, guessing after you've shot that stuff, then you'll give it a good clean I, through kind of thing. It takes a lot more cleaning. I, it's a shame. If if, uh, if Ryan was here to keep conversation going, I'd go grab a box and show you because it's very interesting stuff. But um, we'll uh, have to um, yeah. we'll have to like uh, post it to like your Instagram or something, and we'll we'll I've make sure we plug it at the end. Of it, so. In fact, I know for a fact I've, I'll, I'll I'll link you that as well, just so you can drop that in the chat. Um, yeah, I'll pop the image of that in the chat as well because that's um, uh, it's know, interesting um, stuff to be honest. I was um I was looking at uh I, mean, I don't know if you watch there's a guy on YouTube called Kentucky Ballistics. I know Kentucky, yeah. Uh, have you seen what happened to him recently with the I've 50 I've not BMG? watched the video yet, but I know what's happened. Yeah. Yeah, I'd highly recommend watching that. So for people in the chat, people listening, uh, there's a guy on YouTube called Kentucky Ballistics. Um, I'm not actually like I don't watch all of his videos. Uh, when they pop up, I'll watch them, and they are great videos. Um. But he had his Serbu 50 BMG, which was it's a single shot 50 BMG um, rifle. Bolt action, yeah. Uh, it's not even a bolt action. It's literally a screw cap, isn't it? it you put the round in, screw oh, the cap it? on, I, I... and that's it. Yeah. Um, and he yeah. he was he had one of those, and he was firing what's called slap rounds, and they don't make them anymore. They're like really, real. They're like quite hot, um, like very punchy armor piercing rounds. Um, and basically the gun yeah. just exploded on him um, and yeah. he, he basically had to put his thumb in his throat because it had severed the jugular um, and he got his dad like had yeah. to dr- rush him to hospital and the ambulance picked him up halfway um, luckily he's making a great recovery um, yeah well he uploaded the video so it's all everything's okay <laughs> okay so let me just make this overlay go in i'm just gonna put it over your face okay yeah go ahead so that is the ammunition that's the really old ammunition god those primers do look weird they're uh you'll see they have a um they're they're copper colored rather than brass like you'd see on modern ammunition but there's a purple ring on them as well yeah um which just is basically just to mark them as a yeah i think that, that like there is a meaning to that and i think it's actually to do with what the bullet is not the primer um yeah. basically so let's say back in the day they just dumped all the bullets into a bucket or something you could tell what type it was by the color of the primer yeah fair enough but so with that, this that's um, standard mark seven ball yeah so with with this um kentucky dude he um got to the hospital they did all this work on him it was like they found out that the screw cap uh, basically, what had happened is this slap round was way hotter than it was supposed to be. Um, and when you look at the rifle, you can see where the screw cap was. It actually sheared the entirety of the um, the thread, thread out. completely. Jesus. And he I haven't spoke, watched it yet. So. Well, he, honestly, just go watch it after this or something. I will, it's, yeah. It's insane. that the, the way this guy survived is ridiculous. It's something out of like an action movie kind of thing. But they he spoke to Serbu and asked them about the tolerances of that um Fred. And he was saying, well the tolerance they have to test up to is something like fifty five thousand PSI. And they said to shear it in that way, it would have been doing upwards of eighty thousand PSI. Jesus Christ. And he had that cap come straight off straight into his face i had eye protection on 
but it broke his orbital bone in like three spots and broke his nose. He had to have reconstructive surgery on it. Um, Jesus Christ. And there's these two ears on the side. Uh, the PSI is pounds per square inch. It's a form of yeah. pressure. So usually your car tire would be on average what? 30, 30. <laughs> 32 to 36 yeah. dependent on the car kind of thing. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know what a pistol would be. What kind of pound per uh, square inch would they the kind of pop uh, out? Let's have a look. Uh, 303 chamber pressure, just to give you an idea. 303 is quite a spicy round as well, to be fair. So yeah. um, the maximum permitted uh, pressure according to SAMI specs is 49,000 PSI of a 303. Yeah. yeah and so that's, that's a powerful round as well. Yeah. Like and a, this was no upwards joke. of 80,000 this guy was dealing with. is insane. insane. But he had the. Um, so the way the servo works as well is you, you single load your round. You screw the cap on, and basically you can't actually close the action to get the hammer in place if it's not screwed on properly, because there's these ears which hold it in place, and it's like yeah. the tolerances are perfect. It won't shut without it. So, yeah. obviously, the cap bounced off and sheared those ears out. Uh, one of them one of them just went off, and they found it, like something, they said they think they found it like 20 feet away or something crazy like that, from where yeah. he was shooting. Uh, and the other one went straight into his throat, and that's what that's what severed his jugular, and I think it went into his lung. Oh my god! So yeah, he ended it's... up with a collapsed lung when he got to the hospital or something like that as well. It's scary it's, shit, man. It, it got it got to the point where I think they literally said because obviously um, I think him and his dad are like law they were like law enforcement or military or something they'd worked in those kinds of areas. Um, and with the thumb, he literally like rolled his thumb up like that in his shirt and shoved it in the in the hole where his dad told him to. And the doctors literally said, "If you hadn't done that, you would have been dead before you reached the hospital." Yeah, probably would have been. Because he's trying to like raise money for like the medical funds as well. He's basically released a shirt, which his wife has taken to saying, "Just put a thumb in it." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So I mean, yeah, like, if, it is if, scary. Yeah, if anyone's listening, honestly, go watch that video because, like I said, I'm not the biggest follower of Kentucky Ballistics, but that seeing that happen to someone's in, in, incredibly insane. So I just go watch, man. It's it's insane. It literally is like yeah. an action man story kind of thing. Yeah, it sounds it. I'm surprised. <laughs> like you see all these crazy things happen on YouTube, especially in America, because there's so many like um. There's so much shooting going on with cameras on it that they capture all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Yeah. I mean, do you remember FPS Russia? I'm surprised that kind of shit didn't happen to God. him. I was never a fan of FPS Russia. He always did my head in, but he very, very nearly killed himself. Um, Multiple he loaded times. A pick- You've probably seen the clip with the pickup where the door almost hits him. Yes. Um, well, that, that um, I, think that hit, that- I think there's a video where he actually he injured the cameraman. Because of the explosives he was using. Um, there's another one that you might be thinking of, where the the guy filming um, had a GoPro on. And he loaded up an old lawnmower with tannerite, um, and then shot it from like thirty yards away. And a piece of debris just flew out and chopped it. It literally just sheared his leg off straight away. He lived, I think. Jesus but um, Christ. But yeah, that that's another one. I think that was only like a couple of years ago as yeah, well. Tanner, tannerite's legal as well out there. It's- 
it's they use it for reactive you can buy like reactive explosive targets yeah. like you're not meant to use loads of it but obviously people have a nasty habit of using way too much and then blowing things to holy shit but yeah it's like a legal explosive I mean let, let's face it if 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 we had the ability to we we probably would i just probably wouldn't oh, stand that it, yeah. close <laughs> no i mean no. If, if i was dealing with any form of explosives i'd want to, i'd say okay so what's the recommended distance i'd say about 50 to 70 yards okay we'll do 120 yards because <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's the kind of thing you'd maybe fill like an old bottle up or a bit of, a can or something with it and use that and shoot it from a bit away and it'll give you a nice little bang yeah but yeah because, I mean, uh, I, th- I think the yeah. thing is, they always seem to think of the explosion and not the shrapnel. It's like, well, the explosion, yes, can hurt you. Yeah. It's the shrapnel that'll fucking kill you. Yeah, basically. There's a, re- there's a reason why there's two kinds of grenades, mainly. In military, there's offensive and defensive. Offensive is just a pressure explosive, whereas defensive, they use when you're in a defensive position because they do shrapnel as well. And you're meant to throw yeah. them out from a defensive position so you're protected from the shrapnel. Yeah, because I think that's the um. There's obviously a few different variations of the grenades that the militaries use because of that. Oh, it's tons of them. But yeah, yeah, there there is a lot of variation in them. So um, <laughs> going back to cause the guns with Neddy, we're nearly wraps wrapping up for the day. Um, I'm guessing you've already got plans or looking potentially at other guns because I know you've got your oh, Lee Enfield. I'm, I will never stop looking at guns. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got your Lee Enfield. What's the name of these? Yes. The two two you've got. Uh, it's called Chris Defiance. It's just a, a two two AR fifteen. Um, and then you've also got is, your three oh eight, which is what's it? Your psych, psycho uh, is it? It's a Seiko TRG twenty two. Yeah. Um, on, on the nice. note. Shot. On the note of that one, it always makes me yes. laugh. This one because you were saying how large of a firearm it is. So how large it's is the huge. firearm? It ri- I'll have to show you at some point. Like I'm not just saying it's big because I'm small. I'm saying it's fucking. It's a big gun because so what- it's not designed to be carried around. It's designed no. to be big and heavy, so it's a sh- stable shooting platform. Yeah, uh, I would say it's a. You know what? I I've not done them. I'll do the maths on how. I'll find out how long it is. Because uh, you're what five six? I'm about five 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 six. Yeah. And I'm sure um, I remember you saying it was around four foot in length, or something crazy like that. Um, it is. Because I remember we was talking ju- about sorry, this one. It's just shy of four foot. Four foot. So it's it is. Doesn't most sound like a lot, but it's. It's long. It's it's long enough. People people always don't realize like how long things are because when you lay something down vertically like this, um, horizontally, um, it doesn't ever look as long as when it's no. vertical. Just because well, of the way our consider, brain reads it. I mean, just for reference for length, uh, something like an MP5, which is like a fairly standard size submachine gun. Yeah. Um, that is only. It's like a foot and a half. Not even that, yeah, it's like... Uh, oh, yeah, foot and, a half, foot and a half, sorry, yeah, but it's like... It's about... Oh, sorry, Google Foo, my Google Foo is weak. Um, <laughs> Google Foo. Barely over two foot. Barely so over two foot, fair enough. That's, and bear in mind, this is from the back of the stock to the tip of the barrel, so when it's actually tucked into your shoulder, the gun's only here. Yeah, it's really if you do that with this other rifle, it's or unless, be unless right it's me holding it, in which you might see the bar- just the tip of the barrel. It might just poke past your chin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but no, the Seiko is fucking huge. Yeah, I, we um 
we definitely need to as soon as we're able to actually try and do as like soon a, as they can take you guys shooting i yeah, really want to unfortunately i've got to wait for a guest day no that's understandable at the end of the day the way the laws work and stuff i'm not especially with how difficult it can be to get a license i'm not going to be that kind of guy that tries to pressure his friend into letting him shoot his gun you know when you could lose oh no i really license. want to take you <laughs> i know you'd really i, I really want to take you shooting with it because it's it's really fucking fun as well yeah because I've, like, I've only ever able, i think i've only ever been able to do clay pigeon i've done airsoft and paintballing as well but obviously we don't count anything yeah. like that and i know ryan I, I don't know if ryan's done any shooting of actual firearms i think it's just always been airsoft for ryan so yeah. we we really do need to um get get some proper shooting in because i've always wanted to shoot rifles i mean i think me rifles and becky yeah, me and Becky were on about at some point. I'd love to. We'd love to go to America. And I was saying, look, if we're going to America, I need to go somewhere where I can just put down some fat stacks and shoot a fuck ton of guns. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I think there's a there's, there's a place like a in fire... Vegas that lets yeah. you do it. There's a place in Vegas where you can literally do like video game packs where they've got like, oh, this is the Counter Strike pack where you can shoot all of the guns from Counter Strike yeah, and you have two magazines me. per firearm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um, I think I can't remember what it's called. I want to say it's called like Battlezone Vegas or something like. I that. think I it is something like that. But I was like, yeah, I'd, lo I'd love Vegas. to do that. But it's well, it's Vegas and it would be really expensive. I'd prefer to just go somewhere like Florida where the admins and moderators just don't exist. Um, yeah. And just... <laughs> yeah. You want to basically just become Florida man. <laughs> yeah. I love how Florida man's such a meme, and it's just the whole idea of just put. Florida man, and then your date, and see what comes up on Google. Because there's always I some funny it. story. There's always something. Yeah. <laughs> it's always oh, something like Florida, Florida man got drunk and wrestled a crocodile. Good going. That's Florida exactly man. what I was thinking as well. I think it's, it usually involves like a crocodile or an alligator or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's, there's always an animal. There's always something like they got drunk, and then sometimes there's al alcohol or some drug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's and, standard um, Florida stuff. Well, just before we head up, Thomas is saying that he loves the sound of the M1 Garand. Well, you got to shoot an M1 Garand, didn't you? I did shoot an M1. Unfortunately, it was a neutered UK legal version, so it wasn't semi-automatic anymore. I had to cock it every shot. Um, but yes, that was very fun, and obviously, it still got the lovely ping, ping. after the last shot. I remember I saw you. I saw so you post. Yeah, I saw you post the video, and I watched that video, and you can literally just see your face light up as soon as that ping happens. Oh, the ping! It's it's just the Oh, it's... Yeah, there's, I did, I, there's very I did, few guns to do that. I did hear as well at the beginning of the video, I don't know what you said, I just heard you say Grand Fum, and the guy who's filming you went, oh, it's a load of bollocks, that. <laughs> yeah, it, even though it's not, Grand Thumb, is, I will say, is a, a very, very real thing. thing. <laughs> I know it is, but um, I'm wondering if because it's a straight pull one, the way the bolt mechanism worked, it couldn't do it. I'm yeah. not sure. Probably because it's, um, like I said, the UK neutered variant might not be able to do it's it. It's probably just the way they've modified the gas system, maybe. I don't know. but um, Yeah. Because typically in the standard ones, it looks like as soon as you push the clip into the, you know, into the magazine, um, it disengages the bolt, whereas this one didn't. Like I pushed the... But I, I think it might have been because the bolt was already locked open. Yeah, because it looked like it didn't chamber until I actually pulled the bolt a bit further back, and then it released. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I only put eight rounds through it. I didn't have enough time to really like get to know what was going on with it. But yeah, that's that's that, a firearm I'd love to. I'd love to fire one of those. Surprisingly less less recoil than I expected. What what caliber is the M1 Garand? Uh, thirty odd six. Thirty odd six. 
Um, so I, yeah, I remember let's, it's, let's I remember it's a very American. I always think thirty or six is just one of the most quintessential American rounds. It is the Americans <laughs> do. I mean, the, we use it over here. It's a good deer hunting round, um, and r- calibers like um, two seventy is just thirty or six neck down to a two seventy bullet. Yeah. But um, what the thirty or six means is it's thirty caliber. And the dash 06 means it was the 1906 variation. So there was, before 30 odd 6, there was 30 odd 3 as well. Yeah. So it basically just means it's 30, 30 caliber from the 1906. 1906 revision. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously, like, it's, it's the crazy thing when people, pe- especially when people only like play games and don't understand the differences between like bullets and stuff. Like, obviously, there's, I mean, just even looking at 9mm, you got 9 by 19 9 by 20 9 millimeter Russian. 18. Yeah, there's <laughs> so many. You get a lot of people that just think, for example, like 762. It's like, well, an AK is 762, um, a FAL is 762, and a Dragonov is 762, but they don't, none of those guns shoot the same bullet. No. <laughs> you know, like all that tells you is the diameter of the bullet being shot, you know. That yeah, because isn't, isn't the, this... doesn't the Dragonov have like a, it's a much big, it's the same, it's, same uh, bullet, but bigger chambered um, it, for gunpowder, um, isn't it? It's 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 the same round that's in the Mosin Nagant, seven six two by fifty four Russian. Yeah, because so isn't seven six two by thirty eight? Isn't it for the AK seventy four? By thirty nine, yeah. Thirty nine, sorry. That's, that's the AK forty seven round. Yeah, seventy four is five four five by three nine. Oh yes, um, the, the seventy four was like they moved it to a more intermediate round, didn't they? Rather than it, the full yeah. size. And then obviously seven six two NATO, which is pretty much interchangeable with three oh eight. They're more or less the same thing. Yeah. Which, funny enough, I've got one over there, actually. If you give me a sec, I'll go grab it. Um, that's 762 by 51. I'll quickly grab that print before yeah, no we finish. Go for that's, it. A, that's actually a 308, actually. So. Yeah, no worries. Uh, Thomas, uh, I will be asking the weight of the guns just before we close off as well, because I'm interested as well to find out the weight of some of these rifles myself. Um, again, right, it's just interesting so, stuff. This is a 308, and it's more or less identical to a 762 NATO. Yeah. Compare that to a 303 so 303 is actually just a bit bigger I, I am holding those level on my thumb there as you can see but uh, yeah it is a bigger round so what you'd see from that is there's a lot more powder in the 303 so there's a bit more bang but they shoot about the same weight bullet yeah um but yeah so that's basically that's yeah. more or less identical to 762 nato yeah in fact uh, before 308 we... i was gonna say sorry 308 is actually hot uh, with because 556 nato is 223 but 223 isn't as hot as 556. So you can shoot 223 out of 556, but not 556 out of 223. Yeah. It's the reverse for 762 NATO. You can shoot 762 NATO out of a 308, but you can't shoot 308 out of a 762 NATO. Yeah. Which is weird because you'd think the military round would be the hotter one, but it's not. It's not. I think there's yeah. a there's a few military rounds like that though where they don't want the rounds as hot one because of I think there was a weight revision but also an accuracy Probably, yeah. revision as well from what I remember sometimes well, the hotter it, rounds aren't as accurate. Um, it depends on how heavy the bullet is, what gun it's being shot out of. There's a lot of vari- there's a lot of variables in it. Yeah. Well, before we close, there's just one more question as well because actually uh, Thomas sure, just raised this one that I was interested in myself. What's the weight? Like, how heavy do, like, some of these, like, go with just, like, handful. So go with the M1 Garand, how heavy would you say that one felt? And, like, your um, um, Psycho, your your Sniper, and, say, your three, Lee Enfield. 
So the M1 was probably in the three to four kilo range, probably about the same weight as a Lee Enfield. So you can hold it in your hands and shoot it freestanding, but it does get tiring. You, It's much more comfortable to shoot from a rested position. Yeah. Uh, the Seiko is like five or six kilos. Like that is not comfortable. You wouldn't shoot that gun from standing at no. all. You'd shoot that from a bipod or something like that. Um, my Chris is quite light, actually. That I would say that's probably maybe only two to three kilos. It's a lot yeah. lighter. AR-15s um, are usually on the lighter side as well, aren't they? So exactly, yeah, because they're they're an all alloy body. Um, so yeah, they are generally quite. Uh, are I'm they, not firing they... my nails, by the way. Are <laughs> the are the um, are the barrels of or are them like alloys? As, can they be alloys as well, or are they usually? They'll steel? typically be steel. Yeah. Steel. Yeah, because it's he- it's heavy and it's strong at the end yeah. of the day. It's um a lot of the time they'll be like lined with a different thing. Like uh, for example, I think my Seiko has a it's a obviously a forged steel barrel. I think it might be forged. I'm not sure. It's very thick steel, but then the inside is chromoly steel. Yeah. So it's like a two grades of steel basically in the barrel. But yeah. uh, obviously, depending on the round compared to how heavy the gun is. A light gun with a big round has a lot of recoil, and that's why the Lienfield has so much recoil because it's a big old round and but it's, it's a, light a relatively yeah. light gun. So, and also, it's not got a rubber butt plate or anything; it's just wood and then a, a brass plate. So, <laughs> wood, a brass plate, and it's, I bet it's like being punched in the shoulder. <laughs> it is honestly like after about fifty rounds, your shoulder's yellow. Yeah. Because I remember you were um, saying you was you was looking at getting like um, a padded like I've got one. Yeah, I don't care how much of a pussy that makes me. Like I would rather be the able thing to is, shoot more. I think the thing is, it's it's different for different people though. Like I've got a feeling if I was shooting your Lee Enfield, it probably wouldn't affect me as much as it would you. But that's oh, I don't know. You'll it, be it would, surprised. It would still probably bruise me. It would st- it would still most likely give bruising, and I would still I'd feel I'm bony it definitely. As well. But I'm I'm a much meatier person it, um, than you, so. It, it bruises my co- like it pinches my collarbone sometimes, and it pinches like the bone, yeah. and it can also like pinch your ligaments around here. You'd probably be a bit better, but like the force is there for sure. Oh yeah, it would still it, like I said, it'd still definitely be get me. But I think because I'm a larger, meatier person, I've got a feeling it wouldn't. I probably might not need like that pad that you've got, and that's just I, I've. I don't use the pad that much. I only, I only use it if I'm planning to shoot a lot of rounds in a day. Yeah. If I'm only going to do like 50 rounds, which is like one box of 303, which is quite expensive, I'm I just, usually won't bother. I'll just man up and deal with it. I'm just going to call Thomas out and tell him to shut the fuck up because he's saying meat equals fat, right? Just shut the fuck up, Thomas. Oof. <laughs> 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 just a big oof right there. That's what rude. <laughs> Well, uh, we're going to close off for the day because we're running over anyway, but it's uh, yep. it's genuinely been really good. I've got a feeling people have enjoyed hearing about this because there's, pe- yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot of misconceptions, especially with uh, UK firearms laws and being able to ask questions with someone who actually fucking has a license is actually always kind of helpful. knows what's going on, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, um, sure. what we'll do, uh, if you want to see any more from me and Good job, camera, for going all blurry out of nowhere. But yeah, if you want to see any more from me, you can follow me on Twitter at KT Oasis, and I will be streaming here from Wednesday on. We're starting Uncharted Free on Wednesday. Uh, where do you want people to go to find you? Um, I can be found on... I'm just trying to think of the platforms. If you're interested in shooting, I'm going to plug a community I'm in here. There's the uh, UK Shooting uh, Discord, 
Uh, and we also have a subreddit, so I think it's just r slash UK shooting. Um, what? Yeah, what I'll do, give me the link to that Discord, and I'll, I'll get you an invite I'll, link, yeah. I'll put it into the description of this episode when it goes yeah, live. It's, um, it's if you're interested in shooting in the UK, if you want to get into it and you just don't really know, like, you'll anyone is allowed in the server as long as you're interested the only entry thing is you'd be interested in shooting you don't have to know a thing you don't have to own any guns nothing everyone's welcome um otherwise you can find me on instagram at uh, captain cracks shooting shack um i won't bother putting my personal on because i don't want people bothering me <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's 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 that's, for, that's restricted for certain people that's an understandable reason <laughs> yes <laughs> basically not putting and out um there. ryan do you want to do you want to plug anything um good yeah good talk good talk he, he really knows how to cut to the core. Oh, exactly. <laughs> he well, just really knows what to say. Well, apart from that, if you've got any memes, shit posts, or anything like that you want to send to the Context Needed podcast, you can send us that at Context Needed One on Twitter. And if you want to get in touch with us in a more formal way, uh, you will need to contact us via email, in which we'll give you an address. From there, you'll need to have a, t- a typewriter letter. It needs to be a full essay of at least 4,000 words with a one-page abstract. Um, a cigar must be smoked at the same time as you writing this because we want that aroma, we want the vibe. Yeah, we want um, that on. Wax sealed and a bird of prey has to deliver it. But to get the address, you email us and we'll tell you where you need to get that bird of prey to deliver it. But apart yes. from that, from me, Kyle, and from Ollie, who isn't Ryan, it is Ollie. It was still me. We'd like to say thank you guys very much for listening. Thank you guys very much for watching, and we will see you guys next week. Goodbye. See, there's no Ryan saying so stupid.